And joining us now is a great public servant. Terrence Monahan was a cop for nearly four decades and served as chief of the department for the NYPD from 2018 to 2021. Chief Terrence Monahan, so great to have you here as we back the extraordinary men and women in blue. Thank you, Rita. It's always fantastic to be here uh, and, and how you back the people that go out there and serve each and every day. Uh, that's, it is absolutely wonderful. Well, we love and appreciate all of you so much. And I want to start with, Chief, how tough is it to be a cop right now? We're seeing so many stories about the mass exodus from the NYPD retaining great men and women who want to serve. How tough is it out there? You know, it's it's very tough right now. There are things that the men and women deal with every day, uh, but everything's secular. It was very tough when I came on jo- on the job in the early 80s. You know, there was a lot more violence back then than there is now. We were coming out of the 70s when cops were being assassinated on the streets. Uh, it's a tough time, but things get better. And anyone leaving the job or considering coming on this job, just have to remember, it's probably the greatest profession in the world that you can be involved in. Nothing gives you greater satisfaction than to help people, to be able to take care of that person in need when they need it the most. You know, it's going to be tough. This job is always going to be tough, but it's the greatest profession in the world, most rewarding. Uh, 40 years of policing, I wouldn't give it up for anything else, all the ups and downs. Why did you become a cop? Was there something in you that said, I want to make such a big difference? I, I came from a family of cops. My grandfather was a cop back in 1927. My father served in World War II came out and uh, 1946 he was a cop my brother became uh, a police officer back in 1972 it's all we ever talked about it's all i ever thought about uh it's what i wanted to do it's something from day one uh the second i graduated high school i took the police exam i was able to spend a couple years in college right after i turned 20 i came on the job never looked back and never thought of doing anything else uh, with my life Every day is different, too. I mean, that's the one thing I always tell, and I have a lot of friends, as you know, and the police forces across this country, and I always say a prayer for them because no stop is a basic stop. Even a routine stop, they don't know, uh, could be extremely dangerous, as you know. How tough is that, and how do you get that mindset to just go to what is the unknown every day? You know, it's something you get used to. Uh, you know, half, three quarters of your day could be absolutely boring, nothing going on. And then all of a sudden, the most tragic thing in the world could be happening right in front of you. You have to react quickly. You always have to be on your guard. But uh, you have to remember why you're out there. It's to help people. And it's something that you get used to. You know, you sit in your radio car, and all of a sudden that call comes over. You hear the three beeps. It's a... Uh, uh, 1013 officer and assistance it's someone with a gun all of a sudden that adrenaline pumps right up and you're running towards the danger and that's what we're trained to do from day one and it takes a, a special person that does this profession that is looking to run towards the danger every day so it's something you get very very used to and sometimes even look forward to getting out there and getting your hands dirty and getting involved with the things that need to be done 
And thank goodness for men and women like you who are running towards the danger as you talk about. How important is it to have the support of community? Because today we're shining a light. Um, By the way, we do it every day Um, on my show. Every day I do a segment called Back the Blue because we love you and appreciate you and all of you who have served um, so nobly this profession and done such a great job. How important is it, though, for the public to understand about supporting law enforcement? And and how do you feel when you hear even some politicians talk about defund the police? I think, my goodness, no, refund, uh, double the police, don't defund the police. Listen, uh, you need community support to get this job done. You know, the police are the community, the community are the police. Uh, and the vast, vast majority of people in New York and around this country support law enforcement. Regrettably, there are those with loud voices that come out and are always trying to put down the police. A lot of them are the criminal element. Criminal element, people who are doing crimes, they don't like the police because we're the ones out there that are going to catch them. And as for politicians who who scream to defund the police, they'll be the first ones to be calling the police when something is going on, something is happening to them. The police are needed in the community. The police have to be responsive to the community. They have to work with the community. I've gone into the toughest neighborhoods in this city, and never once did I hear someone say, get the police out of here. They're always asking for more because they know these are the ones that are going to go out there and risk their lives to save people in every community in this city. I, I, I really can't stand those who have no idea what it's like to be out on the streets who are saying, take police away. Every time we take police away, we see crime go up. And that's what's happening in the city now. They defunded the NYPD by over a thousand police officers. And crime is up. The numbers are up. Less police officers out there mean less police officers able to do neighborhood policing, getting to know their communities, because now they're tied to that radio running from run to run instead of having a little time off the radio to be able to interact with the people in the neighborhoods that they see each and every day. It is a huge mistake to get rid of the police. When we had it back in 2016, 2017, 2018, the lowest crime numbers this city had ever seen, while decreasing arrests, decreasing summonses, decreasing stops, decreasing uh, people incarcerated. It's a system that works when you have the right number of police officers out there. You know, that's a great point because you're right. They're so stretched thin uh, that they can't have that downtime or they are, you know, or they're limited to one person on a patrol in some cases. I mean, there's so many issues. What about also the fact that there are politicians out there saying that crime's a figment of the imagination? What do you say to that, too? I have them tell them, walk the streets by yourself without your security detail. Go out there and see what it's like out on the streets right now. Talk to that poor, poor, poor person that has to sit in their house and hear gunshots echoing through their neighborhoods. Crime is going up. Is it where it was back in the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s? No. There are so many systems in place that the NYPD has that can't keep it in check. But we are not where we were and where we should be. Again, I keep folks in 2017, 2018, This city had that perfect balance, the right number of incarceration, the right number of arrests, and crime at numbers that hadn't been seen in the history of the city. And politicians thought, well, 
if we do even less incarceration, give less authority to the police, crime will continue to go down. Well, they were dead wrong. Yeah, and we are all paying a dear, dear price for that. You know, you were chief, of course, um, of NYPD during the riots of 2020. How difficult was that, uh, Chief Monaghan? Because you even were attacked by a guy uh, on the Brooklyn Bridge. We all saw that. I remember that moment. Yeah, that was the worst time I've ever spent in policing. To be out on the streets, thousands of people screaming at you, yelling at you, spitting at you, throwing rocks, bottles, everything that they had, Molotov cocktails, shooting fireworks at us. Uh, No matter how many cops we were able to put out there, we were having a tough time getting the city back under control. And it wasn't just one neighborhood, like incidents has happened in the past. This was going throughout the city. It was a real tough time. And what made it worse is the cops that went out there got injured, made arrests, ran people who were burglarizing stores, looting, assaulting the cops. Uh, The guys that assaulted uh, myself and Lieutenant Mack, who broke his eye socket on that bridge, they're still walking the streets today. This is over two years ago, and they're still out there, still out on the streets, has not faced prosecution at this point in time. I think that's dead wrong. Cases are coming up, but the criminal justice system needs to move a lot faster so that there are consequences right away for people's actions. 1,000%. And before I let you go, Chief, what message do you want to say to Americans about the importance of policing and appreciating the officers? I, I hope you know whenever I walk by a member of the law enforcement, I say thank you. And, and I try to, you know, I sometimes buy them a cup of coffee. I give them a hug. I give them a thumbs up. Um, but what message would you want to say to Americans who are listening about how important it is to support our great men and women in law enforcement? You, you said it perfectly. This is a matter of say hello to that police officer. That's the same man that's going to put his life on the line for you if you're in danger. Understand that they would do it unselfishly. We're not looking to be praised, but you just don't want to be spit upon. You don't want to be cursed upon. You don't want to read about an actions of one bad police officer in Minnesota downgrading 900,000 uniformed officers across this country because the vast, vast majority of them are outstanding individuals, outstanding humans who are willing to die for you. You have to remember that, and there's nothing better than just a hello. A quick smile, even, as you pass that police officer to understand that he's appreciated. But that's all they want, just to feel appreciated. Well, we certainly do. And it's really an honor to have you with us, former NYPD Chief Terrence Monahan, from a family of law enforcement that goes way back. Uh, you were destined to be uh, an officer and a chief. And it's so great to have you here. Thank you for your service and also for joining us as we always back the blue. Thank you, Rita, and thank you for backing the blue. It's something that every cop needs to hear. Appreciate it. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.